1: La this week on Jordan Jesse go we talk about crappy furniture from IKEA, the traumas of moving and American presidents, among other topics. Let's go it's Jordan Jesse go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm jordan Morris, boy
2: detective.
1: oh, a delightful guest with us today, Jordan. a delightful yeah. guest
2: i okay, you know full disclosure time we've had we've we've had a lot of like people on the show that I'm you know uh you know a fan of um but in this case i'm legitimately worried about embarrassing myself
1: well you did you peed your pants earlier and you haven't done a good job blotting it up
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think i can still recover from the pants piss but uh i i I don't know what kind of embarrassing behavior might be on the horizon
1: so you know apologies up front what kind of stuff do you think might be on the horizon what are you thinking (sighs) Let's brainstorm.
3: There's too much buildup. You know, you haven't said my name and people are probably thinking, oh my God, they have Mr. T or something <laughs> really, you know, special.
1: Uh, from the world of books. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: expectations have lowered <laughs> immensely just from
1: that. Sarah Val, welcome to the show, Sarah.
3: Thanks, fellas.
1: Sarah, what, here's, what, here's what happens, Jordan. Sarah goes on book tour, but because she's a celebrity book author, and we all know Sarah Vals if, if there is a celebrity book author, That's it's sure. Miss Sarah Val. <clears throat> because she's a celebrity book author, she gets to go on two book tours per book. So she'll go on a hardcover book tour, sure, just like any author does. Mm. But like only celebrities. We're we're talking about James Patterson. We're talking about (laughs) um, uh, The Purpose Driven Life, celebrity (laughs) pastor Rick Warren. L. Ron Hubbard before he died. Uh, and Sarah Vow go on a soft cover book tour as well. So her new book, The Partly <clears throat> Cloudy Patriots, is uh, in uh, soft cover at the moment. Well, paperback, that's, they Jesse, call it. Jesse, that's, like, mm-hmm. that's like eight books ago, you just said. Hmm. The- well,
3: you know, on the paperback tour, everything is slightly diminished. So <laughs> not <even laughs> you should feel
2: I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna special, say special.
3: But uh, <laughs> for the listeners, I am just... Sitting in some dude's apartment, and his <laughs> his friend, who his co-host friend is doing laundry <laughs> as we record this.
1: This is true. I just I just moved. Just for the for the benefit of the listener, uh, if if things sound terrible on this week's program, my apologies. I just moved, and some of my shit got broken in the move. Um, and uh, we're here we're here in the, my new apartment uh, in Los Angeles is uh, Silver Lake district. And um, Jordan called me this morning and said, hey, Jesse, uh, what's your address? Because this is the first time Jordan has been here. Um, I told him my new address, and he said, is it okay if I bring, do you have laundry? Can I bring some laundry over? That I'm, would make my life a lot easier. I'm just trying, okay, I have, a, I have a packed
2: day. I'm, I'm not trying right. to make you guys feel like assholes for <laughs> taking up my time. That's not what I want to do. I'm glad to be here. I'm just saying I have a packed day, and if I can have a load of wash in while we do this...
1: That's going to save me some time. I thought you were Mr. Fluff and Fold, Jordan. Uh, uh, Months ago on this program, you gave a little dissertation on the merits of taking your laundry to someone else to have them do it for you. A laundress, for example. Yeah, I got tired of that because it was expensive.
3: I was going to say, it (laughs) seems like one of the... Having listened to this... Show, I guess, if you can call it that. Um, You know, I think it's probably (laughs)
2: appropriate to put put show in quotation marks now that I think about it. It seems like
3: one of the recurring themes is, Jordan, is your thriftiness.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I was impressed, actually, when you brought up the fluff and fold. That this was something that you had decided to do with your hard-earned chicken scratch.
2: Yeah, you know, and and that it seems to be a a, a pattern with me as Which, I, by
1: the way, is what I call money,
2: apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not a not, not I, a hastily written note. I'm which in is what Oklahoma normal people, in 1936. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even think they called it that. I think chicken scratch isn't that chicken scratch just like a quickly,
1: quickly written note or something. I don't know. I think it, it may be also that. Yeah. I think money is... I don't think I made that expression You're thinking up. of big enchiladas. <laughs> oh, right. That's what they called it in Oklahoma oh. in 1936. I'm a, I was Guap. actually
3: born in Oklahoma, and we say greenbacks.
2: Oh. <laughs> okay, my apologies. Oh, no, no. My apologies. Um, uh, sorry, Jordan. You, here, here's the kind of the... the pattern I see, R.E., my thriftiness. Like, I reckon, like, it's one of those, like, character flaws
1: that I recognize. Some would say miserliness. (laughs) Sure.
3: It's no longer a character flaw, though, you know, since the economic... um... Downturn, Et yeah. yeah. It's it's a thriftiness now. It's now it's, a virtue. Now yeah. it's a
1: topic for a thousand different public radio features.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. Um,
3: Kurt Anderson wrote a whole book about why people should be more like you, Jordan. <laughs> wow, did he? <laughs>
1: he? I think he would have consulted me or something. What was Kurt Anderson's nickname when he was on Jordan Jesse Go? Dynamite. Uh, Explodo. <laughs> Explodo. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: so, you know, I, I recognize it as a thing that I deal with is, you know, not wanting to spend money and then I'll find, you know, I'll find an aspect of my life, whether it is, you know, going out to better restaurants or, or, or taking my clothes to the fluff and fold or something. And I, I say to my, or, you know, buying nicer clothes and buying I say to
1: fluffernutters.
2: myself, <laughs> yeah, buying fluff nutters. <laughs> um, and then I say to myself, Okay, Jordan, here's you're gonna start spending money on this, your life is gonna be better, you're not gonna notice the money's gone, and uh you're on your way to becoming a, a better, more well together well put together human being. And then just in three months I give up. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, that's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. So uh anyways, I'm 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 gonna try and maintain some of these non thrifty habits, but uh Is that why you got that waterbed? <laughs> yes. That's a big reason. You know, and for uh, improved fucking.
3: <laughs> Do you really have a waterbed? I
2: don't have a waterbed. Okay. Yeah, I wish I did. That'd be great. <clears throat> I have a you bed.
3: know, my old um, my old uh, launderer in New York was this very funny um, Chinese man, and uh, he.
2: Is he here now, <laughs> Sarah? Can you bring him out for us?
3: <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Is this the, part
2: of your one-woman show. I'm not
3: the snazziest dresser. You know. I mean, I'm. A, I. I prefer. The color, all of my clothes are colors found in a bruise. (laughs) In the bruise color wheel. Black and dark blue. And, you know, I'm wearing dark gray right now, as you can see. Um,
1: That's a gangrenous bruise. And
3: uh, he would always, when I would drop off my laundry and dry cleaning, he would take everything out and, you know, to tally it up. And uh, he would always uh, sarcastically describe each item as he made the list, you know, and, and he would say, one black sweater, one black skirt. Two black shirts. Ooh, gray sweater. <laughs> you know, like, ooh, a color.
1: You got sassafras by your launderer.
3: I have been sassafras by my launderer.
2: I just, I mean, I know this is radio and listeners can't see us. Sarah, I don't think you needed to grab the ends of your eyes and pull them back <laughs> while you did
3: that. I'm
1: just saying, I don't think it added Although, to it. I just got a little I, don't think- I will say this. I thought the coolie hat lended an air <laughs> of verisimilitude.
3: I don't think, Jordan, that you needed to be playing the pentatonic scale, um, <laughs> an air pentatonic scale.
2: It's just a nervous habit. Yeah.
3: To,
2: uh, you know. um, no, but, you know, I, um, while, I mean, probably a good time to talk about this, uh, Jesse and I actually were moving at the
1: same time. Yeah, so we, I, we, we basically, it was one of those situations, I'm not, Sarah, you probably know about this with your girlfriends. Jordan and I are a little bit psychic. So, of <laughs>
0: course.
1: Yeah. So, of course. That's because
2: our, our periods have sank up. Yeah. So we. Sank up? Sinked up. Sanked. Sanked up. Sunk. Yeah. Our period ships our have, periods sunk have sunk together. Sunk
1: up. Uh, Anyways. Um, uh, So, of course, we called each other at exactly the same time and each got the busy tone Mm -hmm. because we were calling each other to ask each other to help each other to move. Mm -hmm. And did you help each other
3: move?
1: (laughs) No, we couldn't because Jordan was literally moving. Uh, Jordan and I were literally moving at exactly the same times. And Jordan is in and out of town. And, uh, you know, I've been in a car accident recently. So it was sort of a bad situation for helping, and we well, don't enjoy each other's company. Yeah, we sort antagonize of unfair each other.
3: Since apparently Jordan doesn't own anything, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's.
2: Uh, um, so yeah, and I, I definitely, I realized how little stuff I own when moving didn't take that long.
0: Uh huh. Was a,
2: maybe a, <laughs> maybe two afternoons, <laughs> uh, I took to move basically everything I own. Um,
3: yeah. What, and
2: it, what's the biggest thing you own, Jordan? Ooh, geez. Um, got a desk. I think it's probably my desk was the it was the biggest, most comfortable, uh, cumbersome thing.
1: Um, you have that racing wheel for your Xbox.
2: Oh yeah, I do have that. that That's was, got a
1: sizable base.
2: I had, to, yeah, I had to tie that to the top of the car <laughs> with uh, bungee cords, and so yeah, and 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 here's my new. Here's my new taking laundry to the fluff and fold okay. that I may or may not abandon in a few months but I hope not to is um,
1: Now I Jordan be careful because I don't want to alienate our listeners in these tough economic times with tales of your largesse. But go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um
2: you know, so I I it's I move this is my own place. This is a roommate-less situation. It's a nice one bedroom. I have a nice little living room and a, you know, a nook for breakfast. Sure. Um, and the, I've always been petrified, petrified, petrified of, uh, nesting in a place of, of putting myself in a situation where I couldn't move. Where you can tear up newspapers. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, where I can store my seeds in my cheeks. Um, and because I'm just, I'm always afraid that I'm. Like, my incompetence is going to be brought to light, that I will be fired, that I will be rendered unemployable for the rest of my life. Like, I'm, and then I'll just have to, I'll just have to very quickly get my shit together and go to my mom's house at any point. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: always... Oh, Hollywood is a tough mistress.
2: It is, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, I'm sure Seth Rogen deals with similar things. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> when Observe and Report didn't do as good as hit like. Hey, not, not everybody's in The Incredibles. Yeah, exactly. Some people are in all about Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Are you worried there's going to be some kind of um uh young hip person pogrom where <laughs> there will be there'll be knocks at the door and you're going to have to run out the back door with only your video games in your hands.
2: <laughs> yes, with, a, with only my top 5 video games. I have, have to lit out for the forest.
1: Jordan already has a carpet bag packed with um, with his with his Xbox 360, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: some some dollar bills.
1: Yeah. Um, a um...
3: Canadian passport.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, when you describe your breakfast, no since it seems, I'm guessing you probably don't have any breakfast furniture, right? Do you, is that just where you stand and eat yogurt out of a carton or something? Yeah, that's, that's. I do mean, you need a I'll,
1: kitchen I'll, table, Jordan? Because I have a kitchen table in my storage know, I, space right You know, I actually
2: do. What's, what's in there right now is a card table I got from work. Oh Okay. <laughs> um. And I I, I I I I legit I looked at that and said to myself like okay Jordan don't have this card table here for more than two months. Is like, it a Volcom card table? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You know Is that what happened? Well, it's a co-sponsored card table with Volcom and Red Mountain Bull Dew. and uh, Jack Spicy Links.
3: <laughs> when, uh, whenever you do start acquiring things, do you do you know like which era of the decorative arts you might be drawn to? Um, that's that's something I need help with. In, Art Nouveau. In, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, because Jesse seems to, um, he seems to skew sort of mid 20th century, I would say.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's very I, fair.
3: I personally prefer the arts and crafts movement. Oh, oh.
1: I was, I, I was looking at a catalog, a Bonhams and Butterfield catalog, mm-hmm. uh, just the other day. And there was the was most it the beautiful Bar-
3: Barbara Streisand auction.
1: No, that sounds fantastic, though. Uh huh. I read Barbara's got taste.
3: Well, she does have quite a museum-quality collection of stickly.
1: Oh, superb!
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had my eye on this Harvey Ellis rocker man. Oh
2: gracious! Yeah, I'm at this point, guys. I'm mm-hmm. basically
1: just. Saying to myself over and over, just don't get a bunch of shit from IKEA. That's my rule. That's my new rule. I Right now, we moved into this apartment. I really like this apartment, very happy with it. The only downside is there's no storage in the bathrooms at all. Mm-hmm. Like they have those pedestal sinks, sinks that everybody wants in their apartments for some reason. And there's no under thing. And then they have flat mirrors instead of cabinets. In the mm-hmm. above the sinks, and so there's literally we have our bathroom stuff, like uh, you know, our everything besides our toothbrushes, in just one of those like uh, six dollar plastic bins from Costco <clears> uh, sitting in our bathroom. And so, we're trying to figure out what is the solution to this problem. And my rule is, I'm, no, I'm not bringing anything else that's made of uh, that's been compressed from tiny pieces of wood. Mm-hmm. And covered in plastic. That's that's my new rule. Like nothing else like that. I have some, you know, you can see some some uh IKEA bookshelves right here. Sure. But no more is entering my life. That's my new rule.
3: Hmm.
2: Um yeah, yeah. I mean I I, <clears throat> I really I mean, I'm saying this as a guy who I really
3: don't feel like Jordan is up quite up to that. Aesthetic protest yet.
2: Uh-huh. Am I am like I, I
3: misinterpreting Jordan?
2: No, I mean that's. Uh, I mean... Well,
3: Jordan, would you spend six dollars on a bin from Costco?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably like hang around outside the Costco dumpsters and just take or the. Uh, yeah, and, and and take whatever they were throwing out.
1: When um, I moved, we hired movers. First time in my life, we hired movers. Mm. They had me sign a piece of paper. That said, if anything made of that pressed wood stuff broke, it wasn't their fault.
0: Really? Like that's
1: the only like there was no other like weird restrictions or anything. Just their rule is anything from IKEA, we expect it to break.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. If there's an umlaut in the name of the thing, we are not responsible for it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, saying this as a guy who doesn't look nice and his home has never looked nice, I I you recognize. Could have just
3: stopped that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking <laughs> as a fella. <laughs> Um, I recognize when you do walk into a an apartment of someone, you know, in their mid-late 20s and they do have the all IKEA house, mm-hmm. I recognize that that looks shitty. Mm-hmm. and I And, you know, granted I only got a bed frame semi-recently and probably have no room to <laughs> say someone else's house looks shitty. You're really growing up. Yeah, thank you. I feel good about me. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely recognize that aesthetic of me and my mom just went for an afternoon and we put this all together. So yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm trying to avoid that. I want to have some, maybe try some, uh, you know, garage sailing and uh, mm. and uh, uh,
1: antique storing. You going to go to the Long Beach Flea Market with me? Yeah, I'll totally go to the Long Beach Flea Market you with you. You have to get up early in the morning. I can do that.
3: I approve awesome. of that. You know, I have I, my whole family comes from Oklahoma and my, all of my uncles are the garage sale kings of Tulsa. Wow! And uh, my late wait, un- there's
2: more than one garage sale king. Doesn't that <laughs> cause
1: unrest? Bro- they each they have brothers. their own oh, fiefdoms. They're, they're,
3: they're brothers. Um, and my late that uncle. That just makes
1: it worse. Is, are any of the, are any of them Catholic and some of them Protestant?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them's in prisoned right now. Um, no, but my late uncle, John A., the nicest thing he ever said to me was, once we were at a garage sale and I got an accordion for $20, and he said, you paid a good price for that. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Praise from Caesar. That's sweet. That's sweet. Jordan, <clears throat> your, your new house reminds me of, I was just going through old uh, photographs at my uh, uh, my grandmother's place. And um, we came upon this picture of my bedroom when I was little at my dad's house. My my parents divorced when I was like three or something like that. And I was maybe I'm six or something like that. And it was sort of a full shot of my bedroom. And the thing that struck me when I saw it was that I literally did not have a piece of furniture mm-hmm. in this entire shot. I Unless you count a mattress as furniture. There was a mattress on the ground. Mm-hmm. There was uh, one of those um, p- rugs that has a picture of a town on it that you can drive your sure. little cars around, um, and there were a few different piles of things, mm-hmm. but not one shelf, cabinet, anything, nothing. That was the lifestyle I led with my dad as a child. It was like it was like you eat pasta and salad. <laughs> <laughs> you have no furniture at all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure. basically Jordan is like a divorced dad yeah. without the former spouse or offspring.
1: Exactly.
2: So he has all I'm the... De- I'm, on the weekends, I'm going to a lot of boat shows.
3: <laughs> the zoo. <laughs> you know, have you ever read uh, Sinclair Lewis's Main Street, Jordan? I have not. Because, you know, maybe your whole anti-property um, stance is more of a kind of proto-feminist thing where you know there's this character
0: um carrie i I think
3: is her name and she's you know lives in gopher prairie which is about as exciting of a town as it sounds and (laughs) and and she's um petrified of domesticity you know he says that one word home it terrified her and um you know
1: well, Jordan,
2: yeah, how do no, no, you no. feel? I, you know, I, I like this. I, I, I have not read the book. But yeah, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with it's just feminism me, that I'm into. I'm just into broads. I'm into
1: broads and their shit. So I want to help
2: them by not buying shit. Let's
1: check in on this. When I ask you to bake me something, how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, I just want to take off my clothes and live in the woods. When I give you socks to darn because they need darning, uh, how do you feel about that?
2: Uh, I just uh, want to have sex with the town minister.
1: So there you go. It's it's obvious that this is an ideological thing. I would have pegged Jordan yeah. as a Gramscian. Yeah. But we're
3: really going to enjoy it when you move to Washington, D.C. and hang out with the suffragettes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that'll be great. Okay, we're having fun. We got uh, Sarah Val here. Of course Jordan Morris and myself. We'll have more Jordan Jesse go when we come back in just a second.
0: <dishwasuç bombers>
1: Jordan Jesse go I'm Jesse Thorne America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah, did you come up with a nickname?
3: Oh yeah. What am I?
1: A class class act. <laughs>
3: her class act.
1: except for every time she comes she's now been to my apartment twice both times she has relentlessly mocked me for having uh, this American Life uh, TV series poster on my wall
3: that's true
1: the nice people at Showtime took the time to send it to me the least I can do is put it up
3: it's framed (laughs) I
1: framed it sorry that's why you also also have that Californication poster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the fine folks at showtime um uh jordan we just opened the max fun store yes we did let's talk and, about
2: <laughs> and i by we i mean i didn't have anything to do with it no
1: you didn't we did try we did try and round up a new design for a jordan jesse go t-shirt should we have a contest or something mm. what should we do about oh, getting yeah, a people new love jordan that shit. Goh- we should
2: totally have a contest
1: what, what's the prize for the contest we can pay people yeah, but we should have like a cool, we should have a cool prize too.
3: You know, on um, Pacifica Radio, yeah. um, back in the day, I remember listening to one of their pledge drives and the incentive gift was a s- recording of a speech by Aristide. <laughs> <laughs> in that's, French, I'm guessing. That's what yeah. it, or
1: in Creole, probably. Yeah. Probably in Creole, <laughs> French. Um, yeah, so how about this? A recording of a speech by you, Jordan, in Creole.
2: <laughs> That's why is
1: our prize. we i
2: just do like a, I'll just do like a crazy New Orleans voice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> welcome y'all to New <laughs> Gumbo, y'all.
2: That was my crazy <laughs> New Orleans voice. That
1: was actually a really good uh, uh, impression of celebrity chef Paul Prudhomme. Yeah. Um so we're gonna we there's no Jordan Jesse Go t shirt in the store yet, but if you go to uh uh the it's at Topatico. Do you know about this Topatico? Nope. Topatico is this website, it it might be called Topato Co. Like potato but with the letters switched around. I know about Kotaku. <laughs> um Topatico. I know about. Uh it's this it's this website where a lot of our a lot of our pals uh from the world of uh web comics and uh and so on, like uh a Brandon Bird mm-hmm. uh has a lot of stuff for sale there. A yep. David Malkey from WonderMark has a lot of stuff from for sale there. These kind of folks, they have their broad range of stuff for sale there. And you can kind of buy different stuff there. You can if you buy, you know, three shirts, you get five bucks off that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um so they're running our whole merch operation. It's uh Topatico.com slash maxfun, Uh T O P A T O C O. Uh topato-co dot uh, com slash max fun or there's a link on our website we've got t-shirts which we all we printed all of them on the nice alternative apparels like the jordan jesse go t-shirts we made last time Yep. did you get you, you get positive comments from that t-shirt right women just want to touch you when you're wearing it right
2: uh i mean i don't go around wearing the jordan jesse go t-shirt to the
1: gym certainly uh
2: but yeah no i get i get i get touch a reasonable amount scott simpson
1: it. was telling me about how when mm. he wears it to the gym chicks always check him out he told me about that. Okay, it's I believe It's the it. quality, the alternative apparel quality. Nah, that's
2: because Scott Simpson is so tall and lean. He is.
1: He's a boyish too, sure. boyishly handsome. Yeah, um, that, guy's, that guy's the whole
2: package. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh, so we got hooded sweatshirts, which yep. is something people have been asking me for for a million years. And I also made Max Fun polo shirts. Mm-hmm. So here's what it is. It's like it's a it's like a secret way be wearing, a, a, you know, endorse your support for maximum fun. Like you could wear it to the office. Basically it's, it's a Navy blue polo shirt. And it's a really nice quality polo shirt too. And, uh, the embroidery, instead of being like your horse with a polo player or your Lacoste crocodile is the little maximum fun rocket ship, rocket ship for maximum fun. So uh, it's like a skull and bones kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. People love that. Or exactly. like those,
3: um, those Jesus fishes.
1: Yeah, precisely. I thought about using a Jesus fish, but then I thought that's a little too on the nose. Writing <laughs> you know? Max fun and it is just a little bit too on the it, nose. And a,
3: a rocket ship is really just a Jesus fish turned on its side.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and go in space. Right which is a Jesus fish. Jesus doesn't can exist in space. He can't handle the vacuum of space. <laughs> That's why he's not as good as Spider-Man. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna put this into the timeline of the show before the thing about Jesus and Spider Man and so just wait, this guys. is a tease. Just wait. <laughs> this is you're a tease. You're gonna get a great
3: Something to look
2: forward to. And through. as long as we're Oh you're kinda ruining we're kinda ruining the punchline.
1: That's, Sorry. True. Well, That's fine. As
2: long what as a... do do whatever the fuck you want. I as don't long care.
1: as we're talking about shit too that people can spend their money on. You just put uh, tickets to Max Funcon registrations for Max FunCon are now available. MaxFuncon dot com, Hodgman and Colton are coming back and we've got uh the Maria Bamford's coming back because she wanted to do like a um uh an open mic type situation, so she's gonna have your first stand up comedy show with Maria Bamford uh, as one of the classes that's offered and Maria will uh take all comers whether you have some or no comedy experience you can try stand up comedy with Maria in the audience, and Maria's gonna do some new material that she just wrote um she's
3: a lovely woman
1: dude she is so awesome she's so amazing every time I see her I just think. Man, I wish I was that good at anything.
3: And John Hodgman, he's my proxy Twitterer.
1: Oh yeah, he does. He twitters know. on your behalf from time to time. Mm-hmm.
3: He's the one who broke wide open the fact that I started wearing Birkenstocks.
1: No, mm-hmm. you did not start wearing Birkenstocks. Did you? Did, did you continue yeah, to was... wear Birkenstocks?
3: I still have them.
2: Did you, is that that's something you didn't want
1: to get out?
3: <laughs> no no I, I sanction everything. Oh okay.
1: Hodgman's That's... sort of the TMZ of Twitter, is yeah. that what we're learning?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, this he because... also told Twitter that I didn't know what Twitter was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now now you do know what it is. Is it just something you don't care to have in your life?
1: What do you need I really, a proxy? I don't
3: need any more interaction with people. I'm good. <laughs>
1: Nice. <laughs> She's got her tea parties. Yeah. <laughs> also, <your> <laughs> parties. also so, might <laughs> be out of timeline. Also, might be a tease and not a callback.
0: <laughs> um,
1: okay. So, maxfuncon.com. We got Maria, but we, uh, new people this year. We got Mark Marin. Uh, we got also uh, wonderful. A, a yeah. brilliant Al Madrigal. Super brilliant. Past guest on Jordan Jesse Go, of course. Uh, we've got a uh, really awesome Clifford and Kidd who. Have... Still, still want me to teach that improv class? You're going to teach an that? improv class? Absolutely. Yeah. Possibly less hang- hungover this time. <laughs> no, I'm going for more hungover. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to do a bad job. You're, you can take a, It's literally Max FunCon is the only place in the world where you can take an improv class from Jordan where he is just super hungover like he's not looking hate, at the stage he's life. barely listening hate in life um, it's a really special experience in that sense and of course our friend right here on Jordan Jesse Go another Jordan Jesse Go friend is going to be there uh, a little fellow you might have heard of named Andrew WK uh, the man. king of fun
2: what is he going to do is he going to is he going to play music or he, is he going to is going to give us an inspiring talk <laughs> great <laughs> isn't that awesome oh man
3: you know, guys you are quite monarchical. I heard the one with Nick Hornby and you called him the, the king, king of, of all authors. books. He's the oh, king of the all king books. he's the king of all books. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He is the king when, of all books. I apologize. When, you can be the queen of all books, but you have to marry him.
3: Um, We're just friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When's the revolution, you know? <laughs> when are you start going to start electing representatives in the arts? <laughs> you know?
2: And they, yeah, and they represent their art on a kind of a rotating basis, and then after they've been in charge for a few months, somebody else.
1: No, it's natural law. God controls the
3: arts,
1: (laughs) and He chooses its monarchs.
3: Yeah, divine right.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So, maxfuncon.com if you want to do that. But I, I really like this Max Fun Store thing. New operation, but the shit that you can get in this. Premium stuff. You know that I don't fuck around, right, Jordan? No,
2: you've, ne- you've never fucked around for a second in your life.
1: Not for one minute. Now, granted, this entire show is the premise of this show is basically fucking around. But in terms of quality of garments, It's a ruse. Yes, We're and, not actually, it's all very calculated. I
3: thought I was here to talk up the joys of literature. <laughs>
1: You're so mistaken. <laughs> You're just because you have a new book called the it just came out in in soft cover called the partly cloudy patriot that's like just mean, that's like eight books ago
3: hmm. that's the right one right it's still in print and available in stores. is that though, the wrong one?
1: no no you're right is you're that right. the wrong one is that not the one that just came out in paperback? The one that
3: just came out in paperback is called the wordy ship the
1: wordy shipmates i got it wrong i read both of them okay. i read them both thanks Mark my words. I read them both. I I've... sent the wordy shipmates to uh, uh, my uh, t- teenage brother in uh, at the University of California at, Sa- at Santa Cruz. Uh, he's He loves history.
3: Hmm. What do you think? Has he read it yet?
1: Uh, I don't know if he's read it yet. He's Teenagers, too busy smoking dubes. He's probably just smoking some dubes.
3: Right, Santa Cruz. You know, Cruz. taking
1: some mescaline. Yeah. You know, that kind of it shit. It would
3: be a good book to read on that roller coaster.
1: Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> true.
3: You know, you can put the, that on the cover of the book. Especially as the Massachusetts Bay colonists are, are you know, um, floating across the Atlantic.
2: Yeah. You too can you be too floating can through the sky. Mm hmm. Alongside on a, your barf. On a potentially dangerous roller coaster.
1: I'm really causing... I'm really having a problem. Jordan, I really should start having a note thing in front of me between me forgetting which book was Sarah's new book that she's on tour for right now. No,
3: that's fine. At least you remembered the old title. Sometimes I do interviews that start, so, I hear you're a writer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Jonathan Ames. Uh,
1: woman. Last week I forgot Seth from uh, Yeah Dude's Last Name. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, dude, community. Not happy about that. No, yeah. Not happy oh, about that at all.
3: I was listening to your radio show recently, and you were talking about a trailer park and someone who has who has made a show or a film or something set in a trailer park.
1: The trailer park boys.
3: Yes, and you called a trailer park a milieu.
1: <laughs> is that not a milieu? That was a mistake. It
3: is a milieu. Thank you. But I was. it was just an interesting use of the word milieu. <laughs> I never thought of a trailer park as Amelia. It's like you're you're just expanding my horizons, you know. Anything can be Amelia, no matter how humble. <laughs> yeah, there's such a. Th- I have a
1: you know, uh, just because I live here in Silver Lake and all my neighbors are rich white people, and I'm a uh, now a rich white person, and uh, my wife just got her law degree and uh, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't mean I'm not a man of the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can tell that by all these military medals I wear. <laughs> I your, thought that was just because you were a giant dick
3: on your sweater vest. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: one more thing. One more thing I want to say. Uh, you um, probably a lot of people out there already know this from the Twitter or the blog, but me and uh, Adam from You Look Nice Today, Lonely Sandwich, have this new video series coming out called "Put This On" about men's clothes. Speaking of sweater vests, <laughs> which I endorse. Um, called Put This On. Uh, you can follow the blog at putthison.com. And if you live in Southern California, we're having a launch party for it on uh, Friday, October 30th at Rising Sun Jeans uh, in Pasadena. And it's this an amazing store with leather floors. Um, I'm making Gin Punch uh, from a 1964 episode of, uh, issue of Gourmet Magazine. Uh, we're going to be serving Miller High Life, hopefully in pony bottles if I can find them. Yeah. It's the champagne of beers. Um, and we're going to have Mexican Coca-Cola. So it's going to be quite a party. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be quite a party. Sounds good. Um, So how about all that shit? MaxFunCon.com for registering for MaxFunCon. Tapatico.com slash MaxFun for the MaxFun store. And now putthison.com for the new uh, blog and everything. And of course, uh, Sour, Sarah Vowell's new book, just out in paperback, is called Radio On. <laughs> Radio On, Sarah Vowell's newest book, just out in it's paperback. Eat, pray, love. That's <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: a good book. Elizabeth Gilbert, thank you so much for being here. It's, it's been, been such my a pleasure. pleasure. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse love. Cow. Love. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: I'm Sarah Vowell. You know, I used to be radio sweetheart, but yeah. apparently I was usurped.
1: You quit yeah, the you business. <laughs> you quit the business.
3: <laughs> um, you were
1: intimidated. That's why you got out. You heard I was doing my thing on college radio in it's Santa true. Cruz, and you said, I'm mm-hmm. out of here.
3: It's true. Sometimes I'm done with you this. just got to make way for the new generation. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sticking around, you know, past my prime.
1: Absolutely not. I know
3: Dick Van Dyke.
2: No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he really wore out his welcome. Didn't he? Uh, touring he, he just touring made way. company of the music Dick man. Dick Van Dyke's like, you know what? I'm going to make my way. I'm going to... Ah, shit. I was going to say something about Jerry Van Dyke, but then uh, <laughs> I got intimidated. Something about Coach.
1: <laughs> you got intimidated just by... For the... just, you, just, you got intimidated because you know that if you make fun of Jerry Van Dyke, he will come here and fuck <laughs> you up.
2: Yeah. I know. Audience, just imagine I made a really great Coach joke.
1: <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke Some, and I added something about Dauber too. Jerry Van Dyke rolls crew deep, and he will take you out exactly. One to the Dome piece for Jordan Morris from Jerry Van Dyke. <laughs> you
3: know, I did work with um, what's his name, Craig T. Nelson, and oh, sure. um, who's a lovely person, and he's remarkably informed about the Shaker movement.
1: Really? really? Just specifically shakers?
3: Because I would have he... taken him
2: for a snake handler.
3: Hmm, no, he made a documentary about the the shakers. What? I remember the first time I met him, we had a long conversation about the whole burned over district of upstate New York, you know, me with my fondness for the Oneida community, him with his, you know, his uh, thing for the shakers.
1: And his tolerance for Dauber.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys are more Brook Farm people.
1: <laughs> I I, I kind of got the impression
2: that when you when you made those, um, you're talking about the the Pixar movie you were in. I got the impression that maybe you never saw the other people you were in the, those movies with.
3: I never recorded with them concurrently, but sometimes you know he would his session would be ending, his mine was starting.
1: Okay. Uh, and so there's I don't there's sort of um.
3: It Collegial se- chit chat
1: it seems to me uh, like when you're spending like 30 million dollars or 75 million dollars to make a movie it would be worth the extra dough to pay everybody enough that they all come in at the same time and act with each other am i missed is like it seems crazy to me
3: um having never done it before i i wouldn't mm-hmm. have wanted my first day you know to be with holly hunter or something <laughs> <laughs> like I want to take I want to keep my amateur hour antics to, uh, you know <laughs> confined to as you know few people as possible I can
1: understand that I understand that uh, absolutely that's that's how I feel about me and Jordan like I just try and keep it to Jordan you know because otherwise, I'm going to embarrass myself. Yeah, I
3: mean, maybe I should just go back to my hotel room. We could do this over the phone. You,
1: you know? keep that would be pitching nice. you going back. Every <laughs> Everything comes back to you going back to your hotel room.
0: <laughs>
2: You're like, wouldn't this be better if I had access to a chicken salad sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Just to not to get off the fertile
1: subject of Craig T. Nelson <laughs> and what turn of the century religions he was into. Um, I thought, I always I always thought he was a Mennonite, but go ahead. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I had the I feel like I put the kibosh on that with snake handler.
2: Okay, fine. That's fine. Okay, not to you know. Sorry, sorry. I I'm didn't, making things uncomfortable. I
1: didn't know snake handlers had special outfits because Mennonites do. <laughs> okay. Um, no, no, yeah, that's true.
3: You would think some like good gloves would be in order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I would uh, want a whole like welding suit, you know, uh, I,
2: I kind of, I, I kind of wanted to, to, to just re, re bring up the, the topic of nesting. Uh, Sarah, are, what, 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 what is your policy on staying in one place?
3: my policy on staying in one place what do you mean staying in one place
2: are you do you move a lot do you get uncomfortable if you are in an apartment for too long
3: oh um i used to move a lot in my you know in my 20s i i mean i think at some point and there were five years there in my 20s where i moved back and forth between chicago and san francisco four times you know and so i was definitely very restless
1: um was that just because every time it would get to be november you'd be like whoa, fuck this! I'm going back to San Francisco. It would be like,
3: oh, I'm about to get fired in San Francisco. <laughs> I should go back to Chicago. You know, something like that. And then, um, yeah, I've I've moved a lot. And the part, the apartment I'm in now, I've lived in for four years, and that's the longest I've lived anywhere since I moved out of my parents' house. Martin. I'm I'm a bit of an adolescent in that way.
1: What What were you like, Jordan? What was your your Childhood like was it was were you stable? You're place-wise? just asking him
3: that now. <laughs> <laughs> how many of you guys know each other, Jordan?
1: How old are you, <laughs> Jordan? Uh, your gender. Tell me about <laughs>
2: it. How do you pronounce your name,
1: <laughs> Hordan?
2: Nope. You said it earlier, so just go with that. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. Actually, my. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was uh, born in Beaumont, Texas. And, um, you know, when I was like three, we moved to uh, Orange County,
1: California. And yeah, that's where I stayed till I went to college, so... Because uh. my wife, uh, uh, the beautiful Teresa Thorne, um, she had this childhood where her parents uh, got married really young. Like, they were like 20 or something like that. And she was born when they were like 22 or 23 or something like that. And um, they're like financial life was in turmoil for the first like 10 or 12 years of her life. And so they, and they also like were, you know, lower middle-class middle-class people in uh, Marin, which is super fancy. And so they were always like just barely getting by and they moved like once a year for her entire childhood. And so to my wife, Moving is like this totally normal thing to do, mm. whereas you know I, I moved you know once in my whole childhood basically, and the idea of moving is just like this horrible nightmarish trauma. <laughs> um, and so, do you do you feel? Are you like cool with it, Jordan? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't
2: like lifting things. Uh
0: huh. That's my sure. it's my
2: main thing is I don't, uh, I don't like. Lifting, but no, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty invigorated by it. Actually, I'm, I'm surprised how much I like it. I like, uh, I like the new place, and I like every time I find a little uh, nook or a new rat I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, sure. So yeah, no, it's, it's. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good, and 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 you know, again, back to the thriftiness, just that, like, you know, having to pay that first and last again, like, was, uh, I'm like, oh, that's gonna bother me, but uh, no, I, I feel great about it. Yeah, I, I feel positive, and uh, my new house. Has a functionless Egyptian style fireplace, which I'm what very does that excited mean, about. Egyptian
1: mm. style. It's a
2: walled-in fireplace, and the I don't want to say coping, but the the what do you the surround? The sure, yes, the surround uh, has some twirling snakes and some sphinx heads. It has two sphinx heads on either side, uh-huh. and one of them has the nose broken off.
1: Are you sure? I have a question, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> are you sure that that is a fireplace and not some kind of tomb? Oh yeah, it's a concern. Are you worried at all about mummies or other undead pharaohs? Yeah. No, I wasn't but
3: How are is the uh, is it completely walled off? Where's the the um you know is there a hole?
2: There's a hole that I could put an orb in. hmm But uh I mean until somebody finds the orb, I'm fine. And I think that's probably scattered at one of the other corners you of could, the earth. You
3: know you could insert candles in there to have oh, a yeah. you know, a, a warm fireplace. Also look into biofuel.
1: Okay, nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That means burning your shit.
2: You know, I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> to burn your shit. Yeah. I'm just going to call Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> and see what he has to say on the subject. I
1: think you can. Can you? Can you just reach out to Ed Begley Jr.? Right, let's talk about Ed Begley Jr. <laughs> okay, doesn't yeah. he have
2: a reality show now? Let's
1: talk for a minute about Ed Begley Jr. Number 1, I've seen Ed Begley Jr. do guest appearances on several television programs lately. Uh, in which he has just been hilarious.
3: He's a very winning. Sure. He's
1: fantastic. You've met Ed Begley Jr. I never
3: have. I've just yeah. seen him on the TV. But like you'd you. like to. Yeah, sure. Who, Who wouldn't? wouldn't?
1: Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's number one. Everybody, he's a. I didn't know why Ed Begley Jr. was famous. In fact, I'm still not sure why he's famous. Was he on, Was he famous for something he besides was on a making guest appearances? He was on a- one of those doctor shows in the 80s, I think. Oh, was he on, like, L.A. Law or something? I
3: don't think he was. Saying
1: Elsewhere with Denzel Washington?
3: Oh, was that it? it I were... don't know.
1: I'm guessing. I'm guessing that, that doctor shows. Um, so Ed Begley Jr., number one, very winning guy. Number two, somebody was telling me, and I in my memory it was you, Jordan, but it must have been someone else, that he has a website with a thing that says email Ed Begley Jr., because he has a brand of, like... Uh, Something environmental like uh, safe cleaning products or something like that. Yeah. And there's a thing where you can email Ed Begley Jr. And Ed Begley Jr. will just email you back with his tips on how to live a more eco-friendly life. Hmm.
3: That's very giving.
1: (laughs) Hey, Ed Begley Jr. spends his nights and days not thinking about him. Like a typical Hollywood self-centered... Um, I mean, you're not from Los Angeles. Here, we call them a, a Morris type or a Jordan type. Sure. <laughs> M- Morris-esque. Yeah, uh, but actually, like a like a real person who thinks about, who loves to think about other people and how they can be more eco-friendly and how he can help them be more eco-friendly.
3: Hmm.
1: That's what I think is beautiful.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Ed Begley Jr. Um,
3: I well, Jordan, you are living it seems a fairly eco-friendly life in that. You do not seem overly um consumptive.
1: No. Uh uh-uh. uh. He he is consumptive though. He is yeah, yeah that's I he, do have consumption. His doctor sent him out to, to here to live here because it's a more arid climate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he also said I should spend
2: a fortnight at the seashore <laughs> yeah. to get rid of my hump. <laughs> my naturally occurring hump. <laughs> Uh um I I think I heard a I, this guy this could be incorrect. I could just be this could be wrong. I feel like on the way over here I heard a radio commercial that Ed Begley Jr. has a reality show. Really? On like something called the Green Living Network.
3: Oh um, I think I might have seen this once and it, it's a, it's sort of about um him and his family and apparently though he is uh, quite um, you know, welcoming of perhaps of people on his website with you know, advice and stuff um his family he's um, a bit of a, an environmental taskmaster
1: oh his he kids has them, are like
3: dad you're composting complete... at my birthday party <laughs> 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 i think he's a bit of a stickler
1: I, w- I would like to i'd like to be best friends with Ed begley junior there, I've said it. Sorry, Jordan.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's fine. I mean, hey, man, if I got uh, if I if I got uh, if I got ditched for Ed Begley Jr.,
1: man, that's I'm like, it's hey. pretty good, are right?
3: You, are you two best friends off pod?
1: We're we're very good friends, Jordan. You have some very close friends from high school that you're. Yeah,
2: um, here I think I think the main a lot there's well there's I think there's a lot of there's there's just some obstacles to Jesse and I um doing more extracurricular hanging out than the podcast mm-hmm. right uh I mean, primarily is is uh is my job is is uh, is kind of time demanding and there's kind of a lot of travel and the you know general days are pretty late and uh, I think you know. In opposition to that, uh, Jesse can't stay up past ten o'clock or yeah. he gets a headache. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a pathetic life I lead.
2: Um, no, yeah. So uh, you, and,
3: you and George Bush, really? Remember, he in the White House, he would be in bed by ten.
1: Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Way to go, Mr. President. <laughs> that's why he was. That's why he was such a great leader.
3: Yeah, he was well rested.
1: He's <laughs> <So. laughs> always fresh.
3: So it's um, your sleeping schedule and your travel schedule what's keeping you, know you what? apart.
1: You know what? I'm going to go back to this George Bush thing. For one thing, think of how much more brush uh, America would have if he hadn't been president. The brush clearing that man did, I have not seen, seriously, I've literally not seen Barack Obama clear one group of brush. One <laughs> Yeah, a one, murder one of unit brush. I can't of even brush.
3: imagine. I can't even imagine him, you know, using a chef's knife to like shorten some a bouquet of flowers.
1: Yeah, the only th- the closest, <laughs> the closest I can come to Sarah, frankly, is imagining him holding a hammer and sickle. That's <laughs> as close as I can get. Frankly, Jordan. Okay, sorry. So I have this. I have this ridiculous schedule where, despite the fact that I'm a young adult, uh, a young urban professional. I literally go to bed every day. 10 o'clock is an exaggeration, but I literally go to bed every day at 11. Um, and because otherwise I get migraines. Now, c- continue, Jordan.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm saying just, I mean, if, if Jesse, if for some reason uh, you, uh, you know, just give your old lifestyle the heave ho and, uh, you know, maybe divorce Teresa. Right. And. Uh, and uh... Which
1: I've, I have been thinking about to be fair. Yeah, I've yeah, can consi- yeah. we've all considered it. I mean, number 1, she's a real so and so. Mhm. Uh number 2, she always wants me to uh she's always inviting her mom over to stay.
2: Oh boy. And that that old nag, huh?
1: Number 3, every time my boss is coming over, she burns the casserole. Continue.
2: Yeah. No, uh every yeah, I think if uh I think if if uh, if Jesse uh had a lifestyle where he wanted to do more uh weekday bar hopping. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think we would probably get in a little more FaceTime. Yeah, that's
1: a that's an issue.
3: You know, I do. I get up very early myself. Sometimes I stay up very late, but I usually get up at somewhere sometimes between five thirty and six thirty. Wow. And sometimes uh, you got to you know, work if my, on your sampler. If my friends, uh, they want to go to a movie. Uh, they know it it can't start after eight fifteen, or I will fall asleep mm. in it.
2: I've been uh, I've been doing some uh, movie falling asleep in recently too, and I usually do a pretty uh, yeah I feel like I I like kind of like uh, make the effort to hang out now that it, you know I, I I feel bad sometimes that my job takes up so much time so I'll kind of put forth a little hangout effort. Um, it's and big you, of you. Yeah, it is because uh, I enrich people's lives.
3: Yeah. No friendship, it takes effort.
2: Um. Yeah. I definitely. Uh, I definitely took a little cat nap in surrogates recently.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this you know, is. This isn't a falling asleep of a movie story, but I was in. I saw, <clears throat> the informant recently in. Um, in Wait.
2: The,
0: what
3: movie did you say? The informant! Exclamation point.
2: Oh, that one. Gotcha. Uh, you know,
3: it's a. And um, I saw it in in Union Square in New York, and um, so my friend and I sat down and and this family comes in, a mother and two children who are well under the age of 10. Uh And I'm wondering how the children are going to enjoy this movie about price fixing. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out they didn't. And Mm. you can hear the little girl. She was, I don't know, maybe eight saying um, to her mother, this isn't a real movie. (laughs) (laughs) And then at some point the kids just talked their mother into walking out. But the little girl she had a scooter and so she didn't just walk out she scootered (laughs) down the aisle and out the door (laughs) that was the most adorable movie walkout ever
1: I've got a new movie going lifestyle Jordan check this out two this is a two part plan
2: I I thought for some reason when I heard that sentence I thought you were going to do some sort of (laughs) bit about having a TV movie on the lifetime network (laughs) but I, that was an incorrect so thing
1: to think. I can't imagine why you wouldn't think that, Jordan. I yeah. mean, it all felt like it was leading into me having a TV movie on the Lifetime Network. Did you know that our friend uh, Dan Klein from Casper Hauser had a TV movie on the Lifetime Network? No, I didn't. Yeah, our good friend from the comedy group Casper uh Dan, he suffered a traumatic head injury uh, when he was like I, in his early 20s. I think he got hit by a car riding a bicycle or something like that, mm-hmm. and he used comedy... Uh, to regain his brain function uh like he 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 you know to rebuild his neural pathways or something like that uh totally had a television movie made about him wow so i
3: thought laugh uh, so laughter really is the best medicine, apparently, If after you've had, for, chemotherapy or for something.
1: For a traumatic, <laughs> there's a, I mean, you, number one, you're going with aspirin and other anti-inflammatories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two, chemotherapy, of course, for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and number three, breathe right strips, which actually aren't technically a medicine, but are surprisingly <laughs> effective. You really can breathe through your nose when you're wearing those things. Uh-huh. And then number 4 is yes laughter but specifically for traumatic brain injuries. So
3: if you have some kind of brain injury your doctor comes in like oh, you know the bad news is you, you have a brain injury the good news is here's Eddie Murphy's raw <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> like just watch this.
1: Yeah and that will that will heal heal you like a snap of the fingers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a snap of the fingers. I was about to say something before we started talking about laughter being the best medicine. Oh, my new movie-going lifestyle. Oh, oh sure. right. Here's my new movie-going lifestyle. Number one, mm-hmm. I've decided that I should be willing to pay to go to a movie, which has been an issue for me. I hate the idea that I have to pay 11 like, because it's me and my wife, so I have to essentially pay $25 to go to the movies at this point.
2: You guys aren't going Dutch?
1: It well, seems my, like after you've been married for a year, you start to go Dutch. Well, she's, she doesn't have a big income, although she did get a new job, so it's a little different now, but um, it, it, wow, it was so, tough. Wow,
3: so you, the public radio person, are the oh, breadwinner?
1: How pathetic is that, Sarah? <laughs>
3: it's pretty my pathetic.
1: Wife, my <laughs> wife went to law so school. So she's gotten a new job collecting cans then. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the garbage. <laughs> there's this. There's this. Uh, there's this amazing chapter in the uh, Stephen Johnson book, The Ghost Map. Um, I liked, I enjoyed the Stephen Johnson book, The Ghost Map. But right in the beginning, there's this chapter that's about in how in like uh, Victorian London, um, all the different jobs people had uh, recycling waste because people would just throw everything on the street. And so there was all these different guys and there's like this hierarchy of different guys from like the guy that collects animal shit to the guy that collects people shit to the guy that mm-hmm. collects little pieces of metal to the guy that collects like pieces of wood. Like each of these guys are called like a glimmer and like a donder, and mm-hmm. like a flamber. You know what I mean? Yeah. The second two I made where, up. But
3: where are you going with this?
1: It's amazing. It's just uh, so Teresa's uh, living in Victorian London right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she actually used, She actually collects biofuel for Jordan. Hmm. That's her career. And we have to use a lot of the biofuel to
2: power the time machine, which is kind of something <laughs> right. we're trying to like. It's
1: one of the things. Although it is good that we have the time machine on biofuel. It is. We converted it from diesel. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice impressive. thing is, it, it, it when you're using peanut oil, for example, it kind of smells like French fries. And if you're using, you know, traditional biomass, it smells like feces. But you can switch back and forth a little bit, and, yeah. You know, so I've I've adjusted to the idea that I can pay twenty five dollars to go to the movies. Um,
3: oh right, I was wondering how we got on this.
1: But I, <clears throat> I and, and
3: then I was distracted trying to remember what is that phrase? Stream of consciousness, and then <laughs> I told myself. It doesn't matter where we were. It only matters where we're going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Continue.
1: As Rockim once said, it's not where you it's not where you're from. Plus I have at.
3: noticed um you both are so self absorbed that you if it's about you you will always return to that subject.
2: <laughs> I <clears throat> listen, it's not it's not self absorption. I just realized that the audience is more interested in me.
1: That's true. Than the guest.
3: That's I'm most willing to accept true. that. The, I know the audience. <clears throat>
1: ultimately, the audience is interested. here for Jordan.
3: It's your show. I'm just sitting here. I'm Continue. just. A,
1: I'm just a deep voice to keep Jordan from being a, from <clears throat> from being an awkward monologue. Go
3: back to your movie thing.
1: Okay, so <laughs> that's number one. But the real thing is, I now have my uh, grandfather ha- was uh, like a vice president or something for Fox Theaters, um, and because of his 25 years of service he got a lifetime, uh, like a golden ticket pass to Fox Theaters, which is now Man Theaters here in Los Angeles. Was
3: it really made out of gold? Solid gold. Really?
1: No, I think it's brass probably. Okay. But it is metal. It is a gold-colored metal. Um, and uh, it says, Free admission, Lee E. Thorne and family in recognition of 25 years of service.
3: Oh, and Family.
1: I'm a member of Lee E. Thorne's family. He's my grandfather was my grandfather before he passed. Does that mean that I get to go to movies for free? And will I ever be able to work up the guts to try it?
2: Hmm. Do you, you do you have the thing on you? That seems like that that's the deciding factor. you can't just say like, hey, my grandfather has one of these things. Excuse me. <sighs> yeah, no, uh, I have me, the team. thing. I have the oh, thing. We'll do it. Do you what think about, it'll work?
3: Um, but what about <clears throat> what about supporting the arts?
2: Yeah. What about supporting Bruce Willis, who took all that time to make
1: surrogates? <laughs> are you just gonna? Are just gonna? Are just gonna? Bruce Willis has an expensive divorce and an expensive new wife mm-hmm. to support. Exactly. I, do you think they'll let
3: me in? Give I'm a really shot worried at... that they're not going to
1: get. Like, they're going to be like, "What the fuck is this golden pass?" I do pass? sort of
3: feel bad for the poor, you know, teenager working at the mall. Yeah. Who's presented with this.
1: What I'm worried is that that person is going to get presented with it, mm-hmm. and then they're going to get terrified. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to browbeat them into accepting it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to start mm-hmm. crying, and then their manager's going to come in and say, why are you crying? You're supposed to be working. And then they're going to get fired for letting me in.
3: Yeah. And then, you know, what if uh, that person is laid off because fewer people are going to the movies and paying for it? So you're getting them, like, twice over.
1: Yeah. This sounds like a good Weekend Edition feature that you're working up here, Sarah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how they say the federal budget is a moral document? Don't you feel that way about your personal finances?
1: That's next with me, Scott Simon. (laughs) Um. So I have I new... I
3: can't wait till Daniel Shore shows up at nine oh six to like talk about the week's news.
2: <laughs> That's gonna be great.
3: Do <laughs> you think we'll picture... get to
2: meet Zuali Saikowtown? I'm
3: trying to picture Daniel Shore. You know who worked for <clears throat> Edward R. Murrow and you know covered the Kremlin in the fifties. I think I'm trying to picture him here in your apartment. <laughs>
1: It's fine. I I just say one word about something tangentially related to Watergate
3: mm-hmm. and
1: just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah,
3: I was on Nixon's enemies <laughs> list, you know. That's what he <laughs> would say. Um, I'm not making fun of Dan Shore. I set the alarm on my cell phone for Saturdays at 9.06 <laughs> to listen to what he has to say. Not because he's always like totally like brilliant or anything, but just I just like... Hearing what an old guy thinks. <laughs> you know what?
1: <laughs> I am so on board with that. Or someone
3: with experience. Someone who's been around, you He's know?
1: super old and still very coherent. Completely. Uh, perfectly coherent. It's amazing to he's think a lov- like...
3: He's a lovely, sane, elderly person. And these, we don't get to hear from these people enough.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It's I'm with these, Sarah Val on little, this. I don't these, understand why you're in opposition, Especially Jordan. on
3: television. It's all these, you know, cute, blonde whippersnappers. Right. You know?
1: I'm sick and tired of whippersnappers, Jordan. Like about, who what, probably what a...
3: don't even know what the Kremlin is, much less <laughs> hung out there.
1: Do you think he would like it
2: if you called him an oldster?
3: Oldster. It's cute.
2: Yeah, I think so. I
1: think he'd like it. Mm-hmm.
3: He's into cute shit. Sounds, I mean, if there's anything like a, that I've learned, it sounds like a kicky car. He's kind it? of
1: he's into <laughs> the he's into the Japanese concept of kawaii. He's into the cuteness, like a Hello Kitty type situation. sure. Soft power. Yeah. I know about soft power. Hmm. (laughs) Do you feel like your move is giving you a new lifestyle, Jordan? Is this a lifestyle move for you? Is it a
3: clean start? A fresh break? Yeah. A new morning? Um, I, I mean,
2: again, going back to, going back to the fluff and fold, um, I want it to be. I want this to be the start of a, uh, you know, a new improved
1: me. How does your new apartment? Because you had a, you had a, a lovely apartment. It was mm-hmm. in a, a place this is full like of the
3: crappiest Oprah episode yeah. ever.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's,
2: but, uh, On the plus side, we're just going to give away cars at the end. So that's all anyone remembers about this episode. That's
1: the poll quote from this week's episode. We're going to put that in our iTunes (laughs) description. Like the crappiest Oprah episode ever.
3: Sarah Vowell. Are you being the best, um, Jordan, you can be? Yeah. Are you living your best life? Sarah,
1: Jordan, so let's set the table here. You had a lovely apartment. Yes. uh, You
3: would need silverware for that.
1: You (laughs) some. I have a drawer full of old takeout. Plastics. You you had a you had a lovely apartment in Hollywood uh, yeah. in a nice uh, apartment community with uh, a lady who yelled at you when you tried to do your laundry. Yeah, um, a crazy you were, hoarder. You were right by the right next door to a crazy hoarder. Uh you were right by the comedy factory.
2: totally <laughs> the laugh factory, sure.
1: The laugh factory. So you could see Dane Cook anytime you wanted and John Lovitz once a week. He dropped
2: in. He drops in a lot. Um so you had a pre- you had a pretty good lifestyle. And I think the the main thing I'm I'm upset about leaving behind Trader is Trader Joe's yeah. one block away. Yeah, walking to a Trader Joe's was great. Do you
3: back to the silverware? Do you <laughs> do you own any silverware that isn't plastic?
2: No, you know, I actually I uh I did I did a trip to IKEA. Mm-hmm. Um and with the intent of just buying, kind of the little home. we're talking toilet brush. Uh, I bought silverware. a new, new grip of silverware.
3: Mhm. Oh, so you have some silverware. I
2: do. Yeah. How I could, many uh, place
3: settings do you have?
2: Ooh, place setting. That's. I have silverware.
3: Hmm. I have silverware. You know my favorite. I have four forks. My favorite all-time uh, line from the history of this American life was this uh, Scott Carrier story where he's talking about when he met his wife and she came over to his house which sounds a lot like probably your house Jordan's and uh and she she notices he only has one fork one knife and one spoon (laughs) and she says why you only have one fork one knife and one spoon he's like how many am I supposed to have do you have more than one she said yeah you know I have quite a number in case I have friends over don't you have any friends and he says yeah, I have a friend, but my friend doesn't have any hands. <laughs> his friend was a dog. Nice. Yeah.
2: That's why I have so many, you know, woodland creatures as friends. <laughs> is because I, you know, I, just, I can't accommodate humans. Also, all
1: you eat is nuts. Yeah, exactly. Jesse, seems... has
3: Jordan entertained you at his home?
1: I Yeah, once or twice. Um, but he's never he's never cooked anything. No,
2: do you know how to cook anything, Jordan? Yeah, I, you know I I think you. I think uh, you, you know
1: what once in college I'm I'm gonna cut you off here, sure. Jordan, to say once in college I went over to Jordan's house. This was a shared like a real collegey shared house that he shared with some friends from the uh, college radio station, and uh, it, it was about dinner time, and I remarked, "Gosh, it's about dinner time," thinking that maybe we would go to buy a burrito or something like that because I never in a million years imagined that Jordan would be able to prepare food. Um, No offense, Jordan. It's okay. And um, uh, Jordan uh, said, hey, how about I fry us up some chicken? He had some chicken in the... He some chicken. He, uh, uh, you know, breaded it or crusted it with Mm -hmm. some seasonings and uh, fried it in uh, Fry Daddy
3: which really? is a, uh, yeah. an electric re- deep
1: frying deep frying appliance. I
3: remember the fry daddy.
2: Yeah, I, I had some good times with the fry daddy. Was it a
3: fry daddy or a fry baby?
2: it was a daddy. Oh, it was a daddy. Impressive. I was putting uh, I was putting chickens in there. Do
3: you uh, still have it?
2: No, you know, the fry daddy was uh belonged to one of the other people that uh that I lived with in college. Um and I, you know, uh while I lived in that house, I kind of jacked the fry daddy. I mm. definitely made it uh, you know, my thing. Um, but no, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I should get another one. It's real messy. It's a messy. Yeah. You, you, uh, you've fried. Some, you've fried. Yeah. You've had a daddy. Sure. Okay. So I Jordan. I mentioned
3: my people are Okies. Jordan. I know you, my way fry, around fried foods. Do you
2: know? What's you, the, what's the, what's the preferred Okie thing to fry? Okra. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you do you?
3: But squash, as my mother says, if it's good, it'll be better fried.
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean, that is really is true. Yeah. It's frying things is bad for you, but it really does make stuff taste better. <laughs> it really does. It's really amazing. Do you do you cut the okra into like a disc? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, little
3: pieces, and then you um, then you dip it in um, a flour and some cornmeal. Sure. With egg. Yeah, cornmeal for crunch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cornmeal is going to give you a nice crunch. Do you, are you an ent- do you entertain people, Sarah?
3: Mm, sometimes, yeah, I do.
1: That's going to be my new thing. That's another. That's part of my new lifestyle. Entertaining. I'm entertaining. What's a, what's a you're coming over a, for uh, dinner, Jordan? What's a Sarah
2: vowel entertainment session like?
3: I like. Um, I'm good at breakfast brunch type of stuff. You oh, know. Sure. I make the like a mimosa. Um. Well. Um. My I'm no longer a drinker. Oh. Okay. Um, Thanks for reminding me. An
2: alcohol-less mimosa. Yeah. A virgin mimosa. I
3: make these potatoes with bacon and anise.
1: Oh, that are wow a, a
3: brunch. I do anything.
1: Eat. Anise is you're looking at. You're looking at fancy town. I stole town. that
3: recipe from a restaurant in New York that's no longer exists. But that's that's one of my specialties.
1: Well then, it's legal. Once the restaurant like, goes out of business, um, it's know, legal to steal a their recipes. Of, a
3: various egg scrambles. Oh. Um, like a good one is you know with manchego cheese and spinach. Very simple. I like to cook very simple food.
1: Sure. Well, also, I'm just excited that we're invited over. I mean, I've never expected that when we. Brought you over here. I
3: also enjoy throwing tea parties.
1: Oh, tea parties! Wow. Do you make like a cucumber sandwich?
3: Well, no. Um, uh, I'm allergic to gluten. Okay. Mm. So I, you I make
1: a rice bread <laughs> cucumber sandwich.
3: <laughs> I've never done the the crustless sandwich thing, but in that sense, I I barely cook. It's just. The success of a, a good afternoon party is just a presentation of a wide variety of snacks, both savory and sweet. Oh. Okay. And you know, and well, the presentation. Do they,
2: does it does uh is this is it um is it based around an activity or is it just kind of socializing? Chit chat. Chit chat. Okay. Gibber jabber.
3: Totally. There's jibber and jabber.
1: That's excellent. I enjoy. It. I, I, I the only thing I'm having this issue in my life right now, which is this. <laughs> My wife has no uh no special interest in cooking. She's not against it, but she's neither is she for it. And she grew up in a family where nobody cooks ever. So all she thinks of to eat is like a quesadilla or possibly like some
2: she has a good some sense of garbage she finds while she's collecting
1: cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She she has a good sense of like healthy food like most people who don't cook like maybe they they like always want to eat McDonald's or something like Mm -hmm. that she's not like that at all but she also doesn't cook at all Um, and so I've been like well maybe I should learn to cook and I've come to kind of enjoy cooking Mm -hmm. and it's nice because when I cook then my wife cleans up and I'm like oh I don't even have to clean up I just have to make the thing and then eat it Mm -hmm. but the things that motivate me to cook something. Are every single one of them involves like bacon, or just like something something from a fatty part of a pig. Yeah, Um, it's
3: the food of joy.
1: Cheese, (laughs) just huge amounts of cheese. Like I'll make the shit out of a big thing of macaroni and cheese, Mm. and I'll just eat it for every meal for like three days. And at that point, it's pretty unhealthy.
3: Yeah, that's a great story, (laughs) Jesse. Nice. No, I I cook a lot, you know, because I have all these food allergies, so um yeah. But I don't when I'm cooking that sort of stuff, my my loser food, I don't make other people participate in that. So you'll lot make
2: gluten
1: like
3: gluteny. You know, like for... if I'll make pasta it'll be
1: spelt pasta, pasta made
3: out of rice and tapioca flour, you know,
1: which you eat a lot of spelt.
3: <laughs> spelt, spelt actually does have some gluten.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. I know,
3: it's a cruel world, isn't it? That's fucked
1: up. You can't even... In a world where you can't even eat spelt, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't eat spelt, Jordan. (laughs) Without spelt, I'm lost in the wilderness. Yeah. 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 Okay, look. It's a
3: biblical grain, spelt. So being lost in the wilderness, that was actually quite witty. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, geez, I okay. can or I have you travel more, around with me, maybe Sarah? Maybe more
3: meaningful than and, witty. But, and
1: can, can yeah. I have you travel around with me and, and find wit in sure. my witless comments?
3: I can, I can, um, I can. What's I can divine the um, Old Testament heft in what you're saying? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been needing some gravitas, <laughs> and the gravitas of an angry God is probably the best gravitas to have. It's up there. Yeah, sorry Jordan, I cut you off there.
2: Uh no, I actually had something I have Okay, I'm thinking about the best way to do this. I have when you said biblical, uh something funny happened to me this weekend that involves bibleness. Okay. And, uh, it, but also involves hand motions. Okay. So I know that it's maybe not the best audio story. Okay. It's
3: too bad there's no video because then I could do deep and wide with the hand motions. Oh
2: yeah, that would be good.
3: Anyway, continue.
2: Um, but here, here's what I'm going to do. I, I, I will do the hand motions to this story and maybe you guys can just describe what I'm doing. Okay. Okay. Uh um something I uh have to do for my job is um uh I have to go to a thing called
1: the do tour. Sure.
3: I don't know what that is. Uh
1: the Do the you do is to, you didn't have to go to that when you were doing that this isn't that American part of life? your book tour?
3: No, I've been <laughs> to some to do's but I've never been to is do DEW
1: This
2: is this is they do is from Mountain Dew. Okay. Uh I work for a television network that specializes in uh, skateboarding and it's affiliated uh Activities. ventures. yeah.
3: Mm. Anyway,
2: so the Remind
3: me I have a story about the Pequot War.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will <laughs> Um anyway, so I um the due tour is this kind of big uh traveling super sponsored skateboard fiasco that goes to uh America's worst cities.
3: hmm
2: And uh um, Dallas. Uh this this is this one's happening in Orlando. Okay. Uh... Um, Dallas is worse. Is, yeah. Um I bet yeah, I've been on a few family trips to Dallas. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um anyways. Because um, Orlando
3: has, you know, animatronic presidents, so
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh And and a baby alligator farm, which I didn't get to go to.
3: Okay, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, no, no. no, Sarah's
1: next book is America's animatronic president. All of them. Um,
2: so I (laughs) that would be great if like when you became president, uh, they just there was a place that collected animatronics of you, so that at some point there was just like you know because Disneyland you got a Lincoln, you got a Washington, but where's you know where's the animatronic Jimmy Carter? Right. There is one. Yeah?
3: There's a... I haven't been to Disney World since the new president was elected. Of course
1: there's one.
3: There's an animatronic. Every single president is animatronic. That's what the Hall of Presidents is. They're all lined up in a row. This isn't a California
2: Disney World.
3: Oh, I've never been to the... I've never been to Disneyland. But at Disney World, um, only some of them talk. Lincoln talks and Clinton talked. uh, I've only... He was still president when I went and... uh, he had, I think, recorded his voice especially for his animatron. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I
1: believe so, yes. Yeah. His murder bot.
3: Anyway, Orlando. So they ha- wait, you- wait. I just
2: want to clarify. Oh, I want to okay, be sorry. super clear about this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: At Disney World in Orlando, mm-hmm. there is an area with every president robotized. Yeah, and, the and, Hall and, of Presidents. And some of them don't speak, but they all move.
3: Do you really want to hear from Millard Fillmore?
2: Yes! <laughs> a robot
3: one? I think they all kind of move a little bit. Yeah. And I felt like the Reagan was staring right at me.
2: <laughs> but, um, His eyes followed you.
3: They're unveiled after, if I recall correctly, they're unveiled after a documentary about American history narrated by Maya Angelou that focuses, that spends a surprising amount of time on the nullification crisis of the Jackson administration. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be well, great. that's if... Maya's
1: special passion.
3: This is all in frontierland, you, you know. Sure, you sure. have
1: to accommodate your stars.
3: Yeah, you
2: can take in your giant turkey leg that you bought outside.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and, but then when they get to the Civil War, you know, because it's, it's Maya. Angelou, it's, uh, you know, she's talking about the bitter and bloody war, <laughs> you know.
1: Um, I have a friend who is friends with Maya Angelou. Uh-huh. And, like, they're, like, real, like, they're, like, friends. Like, they hang out when they're in the same town, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told me a really funny story about Maya Angelou, who uh, called a phone psychic and became... Con- <laughs> this is really true. And became convinced that uh, the phone psychic was a real psychic because the phone psychic knew that it was Maya Angelou. She
3: has quite a signature voice. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> if you're going to recognize one person mm-hmm. in America.
3: Yeah, since Howard Cosell died, it's pretty much her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Snoop Dog, but that's it. Anyway, Jordan, you were talking about the Deuter and the Bible. Oh,
2: sure, I was. Uh I also had a, a funny joke idea to where if all the uh pre the presidents that happened pre uh recorded voice all had the voice of Robin Williams so I that'd be pretty funny
3: am I being bossy do your other guests um, pretend like they're the host of the show <laughs> uh, you know honestly you Jordan
2: honestly uh, we kind of need it so yeah. thanks you're filling a, you're it's filling tough, a much needed role
3: tough love
1: last week last week on the show one of our two guests just didn't say anything the entire time <laughs> uh, as I was saying about due uh, to there our... are
3: some guests on a lot of shows I wish that that, that were true of you know yeah, zing. Yeah, hmm.
2: Mr. Al Roker.
0: Yeah, she's Why talking I about know, he's, you, Roker. Yeah. I, this
3: is how I watch the late night um, talk shows. Uh, if it's I, I TiVo them or use the DVR on the other TV because I have two. Um, and <laughs> if it's an, if or it's or an anything. actor, if it's an actor, I fast forward. And if the host, say David Letterman or Conan O'Brien, if they laugh, then I'll rewind and watch it. But if the host never smiles, I keep going.
2: That's a good uh, good policy. That's a really good system. Because I already
3: know Clint Eastwood is good to work with, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) This person isn't saying anything. You don't need
1: it Everybody calls him Mr. Eastwood.
3: That warrants at least a smirk, you know? Right. I'm going to keep going. Life's too short.
1: Can you imagine what it would be like to make David Letterman laugh at something that you said?
3: I don't have to imagine that.
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: Sorry. Anyway.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> that's why you. That's why you feel so confident and smugly coming <laughs> in here and bossing us around. It's You're pretty, like, it's you know what? Great. Yeah. I feel like uh, once you've done What's that. It, what? I. Sorry. I. I just want to know what it's like meeting Letterman. Like what? Like what? Did you touch like him? Like what the first. He, I saw he, him you once
3: shake out hands. of hands. Yeah. You shake hands. Is
1: he electrical?
3: N- no, he's a. You know, he's a kindly gentleman.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I bet he is. He's
3: he's quite a reader.
2: Oh, really? Mhm. I I I get that about him. Yeah. I get that. Um. Anyway, did you figure out what his secret is? His secret? Yeah.
3: No, but that's that's, that's 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 why next. it's great—the mystery. You know, you you can't figure that out. I dr- like. When I was a kid, I was a trumpet player. And I would go to sleep every night listening to this old Louis Armstrong album because I thought if I just listened to it enough, I could figure out what he was doing. You can't. That's why he's great.
1: (laughs) That is, that really, with Letterman particularly.
3: He has a je ne sais quoi.
1: Yeah, that that I don't think any other. I mean, I I also really enjoy uh, Conan O'Brien. I think he's uh, one of the funniest guys in existence. And his wit just... um, Astonishes me. Mm-hmm. It mar- I marvel at his conversational wit. Like he'll make a joke that I never could have anticipated in a million years. It'll be perfectly, you know, like a dart to the, you know, center of the dartboard every time. Um, but I can understand that he's yeah. making a joke, and I, I understand. I get the joke. I know that it's a joke. Like it makes sense. Blah 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 blah. With Letterman. It's it's like uh, it's like someone's performing a magic trick.
3: Yeah, he's very inscrutable.
1: Um
3: in a good way.
2: Can we start talking about do tour again? I'm yeah, okay. Do-tour. Let's get yeah. back to
1: the do tour.
2: Sorry, okay. Jordan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're following the word inscrutable by can we talk about the do tour? <laughs> I just I d I don't
2: know. I just thought maybe the Letterman conversation had run out. Yeah. There's yeah. not much
3: to say. That's the problem with mysteries.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: It's more golly gee. okay <laughs>
2: um it's, it's, so it's this it's this giant uh it's this giant thing and there's and there's um there's uh, what they call the sponsor village <laughs> <laughs> so there's all there's the area where all the the competition
3: Capitalism.
2: there's the area where all the competition <laughs> is taking place, and then there's the sponsor village <laughs> um where there's a lot of, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> of that's so funny it's yeah it's yeah. ridiculous um and it's you know and it's it's all these booths most of them inflatable if it's not a party bus then it's an inflatable structure of some sort uh you know dedicated to 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 brands like ballpark franks and and playstation and hey, you
1: ballpark know franks yeah, ballpark franks yeah the they totally
2: are and each they each... do plump when you cook them to their credit in each the kind of in kind of just to give you a sense of the mood at this thing um, each each inflatable or party bus location has its own speaker system playing its own pump up music and its own really obnoxious host trying to get people to come over to the Mm. their thing so it's just this din of awfulness
3: so these people their sound bleeds into each other
2: yeah yeah so it's you know it's, it's just not
3: like the pristine sonic setup in jesse's apartment
2: yeah <laughs> no no Where
3: what is that out the window the 405 yeah
2: <laughs> 405 plus dog yeah um, no, this is like this Jordan's is this laundry. is like this is Green Day smashing against Lady Gaga, smashing against the two, you know, most obnoxious assholes in the world who they let have the microphone.
1: You're basically living in a world of like action movie credit sequences, is what you're describing to me. Yeah, yeah, but no, yeah.
3: you're reminding me of you know Wordstock in Portland, <clears throat> which is this great literary festival, but they would have it. I don't think they do it anymore, but they had it in this convention center, and there are only partitions, you know, that are, like, five feet high in between readings, and so apparently... I'm a real yeller when I read and I drown <laughs> out Ursula Le Guin.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> oh man, I bet there were some pissed off Ursula Le Guin fans.
3: I think so. I probably owe her an apology from 5 years ago.
1: You came you came outside and your car was covered in dragon related bumper <laughs> stickers.
3: <laughs> but we digress. Anyway, the sponsor village.
1: Sure, yeah. And uh part of
2: and 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 my uh, company which is Fuel TV has an area and they tape some kind of little bits for a TV show in there. So kind of the idea is that the the kids get to come in and they get to be part of the studio audience and then watch themselves on TV later. Anyways, so I am not the host of these little bits, but my job is to uh, make sure that the kids are warmed up uh, that they know kind of proper television audience behavior. Nobody's giving the camera the finger. No one's. I think wearing...
1: we 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 were we were talking about this before the the power of the t shirt.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I, I I definitely went into this with like you know I'm not I'm not going to be one of these like all right guys let's hear it let's hear it I'm not going to be one of these guys like I'm 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 going to talk to them. You know, like, they're human beings, I'm going to be reasonable, I'm not going to... But I'm like, eh, no, basically, you just throw a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to maybe try and be a little witty at this, and... You uh, just have to throw have a some fun with it. Yeah, you just throw a T-shirt. Um, that quickly... That's that,
3: why I started recording, um, why I started setting my alarm, to listen to Daniel Shore's news analyses.
1: Because mm-hmm. he, he always throws that T-shirt at He threw at me an
3: NPR T-shirt once. Oh, wow. No, go ahead.
2: <laughs> um... That's why you bring the Sarah Vowell Bod Squad with you everywhere you go <laughs> to your book reading, so they fire the uh, the Wordy Shipmates promotional T-shirt mm-hmm. at the audience um, because it's NPR listeners. It should be a uh, promotional North Face jacket. There you go. Um, anyway, so so uh, when they need stalling or something, I would uh, I I have kind of just a a. Collection of games that I have to play with the audience. Not not have to, want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a collection of games to play with the audience. Pictionary. Yeah, Pictionary. Operation, sure. Do um, you need
3: that? Isn't this whole show just stalling? St- <laughs> <laughs> Scrabble in
2: Espanol. Seems
3: like you're stalling just fine.
2: Yeah, no, you know, you know, uh, uh, this is it's one thing for podcast listeners. These are these are these are for the most part angry. Pumped up 11 year olds. Okay. So kind of, you need a different, different strategy. Um, Anyway, so I I, uh, I I don't know if I made this up or not. I kind of think I made it up. Maybe I didn't. It's dumb. I, it's not something I should take credit for. Uh, extreme rock, scissors, paper, where I say, okay, you can do rock, scissors, paper, but you can also do just anything else, and then I judge what wins. Right. And uh, I thought that would be a fun way to get them creative. Um, mm-hmm. uh, th- most most of these kids are not creative or don't have any interest in being in this context. Most of them just say gun.
0: Mm-hmm. Most of them
2: just make a gun and say mm-hmm. gun or bomb. <laughs> One um, kids said AIDS once, and I didn't know how to handle it, <laughs> um, but this one thing came up, and it was basically the funniest thing in the world. And um, anyway, so we're in Orlando, <clears throat> and definitely the cross section of Orlando is there. There is a, you know, a collection of you know, kind of dumpy, surly looking uh white kids and then uh and then there are some uh then there's some some kind of spunky African American kids and it's pretty divided. So they're basically both sitting on their side of the area.
3: There are no Seminoles.
2: No, no there's not.
1: Um Anyway, so I... uh, Fuel passes out like smallpox blankets before the show, just to clear anybody out. Sure. Remember
3: Um, when Revenge of the Nerds went to Orlando, and um, what's the main nerd? Poindexter? And he's... It's one of maybe Revenge of the Nerds 3 or 4, I don't know. And um, he tries to scare the frat guys, and and he says, you know, he he dresses up like, you know, some ridiculous caricature of an Indian, and, and he yells, what he says is, um, turn my crank in Seminole, and then when I was watching that, I was like, there is no such language as Seminole. The Seminole speak Creek or Mikosuke.
1: Yeah.
3: You know? I think yeah. we've all
1: had a moment like that watching Sarah, Revenge i back, of the I just Nerds
3: Sarah, feel, I
2: feel bad for you that you can't enjoy a Revenge of the Nerds movie. <laughs>
3: They just didn't. That's your, they just, that's your deal. They just didn't fact check that properly. <laughs> the, Any, anyway. Her only
1: saving grace is there's no Indian-related stuff in the police academy series. <laughs> yeah,
2: thank God you still have that.
3: <laughs> okay, so you have white kids versus black uh, kids. Yeah, basically. So, so you're
1: can, fomenting a race war? Can you?
3: Yeah, so I try. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so it's time for extreme rock Sister paper. I call up one of the dumpy uh, one of the dumpy white kids and one of the uh, peppy black kids and. um... <laughs> Anyways, I give them, I give them a. I'm like, okay, you guys, before we start, you guys can talk this over with your friends and to, to think of the best thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. so they do that, and then I'm like, all right, shoot, dumpy white kid does this.
1: You guys have to say oh, what it is. He's, he's crossing, crossing his arms his... in front of him like he was, like he was a straight-edge kid.
2: Doing this. With, telling with you about
1: this, us. Or like he bits. was he was in the video for uh, the song X Gonna Give It To You by Exhibit. Sure.
3: Or he's kind of like the Rosie the Riveter, you can do it a little bit. Yeah. You know, if like, the arms were crossed. That, yeah. that
1: was definitely the tude that he did it
3: yeah. with. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Black Kid does this. Spider-Man uh, shooting webs.
3: Which is, is that also like the devil horn's middle?
2: That's like an upside down, yeah, like an upside down metal sign.
3: And yeah. also the Hawaiians call that the shaka.
1: Oh, okay. What is it? Does that
3: mean anything?
1: Isn't or? a shaka one, isn't that like this with the, with oh, the yeah. pinky the Oh, it might pump? be this. Okay. Yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's, that's Jordan's... hang loose. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm like, okay, guys, what are those?
2: Uh, white kid. Christ. Uh, black kid. Sigh of, <laughs> just sigh of defeat. <sighs> Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: So then I, and then I, A, that's the most hilarious thing that's ever happened. <laughs> but B, then Man. I am forced to judge what wins, Christ or Spider-Man. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, it was tough. It was, uh, it was tough. I, ult- I well, didn't it, know what to do. You know,
3: the Spider-Man motto about uh, responsibility. Sure. Great Isn't power
2: the, comes great responsibility. Yeah,
3: that essentially comes from that comes from the Old Testament.
2: Yeah. Yes. So. So
3: it's really Old Testament versus New Testament.
2: Right. That's how I look <laughs> at I it. And I feel like see
3: that. And I feel like Old Testament is always going to smite New Testament.
2: Yeah. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. It's
3: <laughs> uh, the rule. Fireballs. Old
1: Testament smites New Testament. A lot yeah. more fireballs than a lot more talking donkeys. Just like water douses fire. Yeah. Old Testament smites New Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although
3: there's that late-breaking late apocalypse at the end of the New Testament. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah,
1: the horsemen, the beasts.
3: Yeah, but mm. I still feel like Old Testament generally trumps.
1: Yeah. Just throw some locusts at it. When in doubt, throw some locusts at that <laughs>
3: Would, uh And did you choose Christ?
2: Yeah, I chose Christ mainly because I didn't want anybody to get mad at me.
3: Mm-hmm. I thought
2: maybe that might make things uncomfortable.
3: And
1: then somebody came up to you,
2: (laughs) dressed as Spider Man.
1: Excuse me, Jordan. (laughs) Um,
2: Jesse, your nerd voice is as offensive as uh, Sarah's Chinese, caricaturing
1: around. Sorry, sorry, guys. Guys, you guys don't have
2: to resort to those broad stereotypes. I also hiked up my
1: hiked up my pants and uh, put some white medical tape around the uh, nose bridge of my eyeglasses. I didn't like it. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan, Jesse, go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Vowell alongside us.
3: Just sitting here.
1: Just sitting in the corner. And so that's her way. I would say that is her way. Yeah. Um happily. As you know, if you're out there, you can you can sponsor <laughs> You know wish Jordan you were Jessica. sitting in some other corner. No,
3: we're, this is the only corner I want to be in.
1: We'll take money from anybody. Personal message, hundred bucks. Business message, hundred and fifty bucks. It's that easy. You just give us yeah. some money, we'll talk about your shit. Um, a kind listener named Jacob Howler has sponsored this week's program. He has a brand new CD out called Mistaken Identity. He's a, a singer songwriter, kind of a guitar y singer songwriter. Um, he's uh, not playing a zither is it's, you're it's not a piano singer song right I'm okay. trying to draw oh, okay. he's not a, Yeah, sure. we're, we're not talking, we're not not talking about Joel one of these Billy type. Joel, Randy Newman type situations sure. um, he has a new CD called Mistaken Identity and uh, we'll put the link up on the forum to, so that you can click through and hear it but you can hear the whole thing on his website which is music.jwgh presumably Jacob Haller's middle initials are uh, wg .org so music.jwgh.org um, we want to encourage you to check it out um, it's a new cd jacob haller mistaken identity you can listen to the whole thing and like i said we'll we'll put the link on the webpage right boom do it boom uh, you know what you know what i like about this guy some people might interpret he this as a money? negative <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: remember when we got that money
1: <laughs> i was going to say uh he's a he's a, a bald guy he's a bald guy Bald guys are doing it for themselves these days. Yeah, bald guys taking care of business. I'm going to be a bald guy pretty soon. I'm getting close. I, I noticed that my that my peninsula is starting to turn into an island uh, on top of my head. That um,
3: reminds me of 17th century maps of California. Sure. <laughs> Remember? Oh, are we still are we still back on the sponsor? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure yeah. he's a
1: big fan of the 17th. But Jacob Haller, of course a bald man just we, like we've myself all, we've
2: all been uh everybody's just been inspired by jason statham you're like you know what if statham can bald and then and and kick that much ass
1: jason statham jason statham is probably the greatest bald of all time oh
2: god wouldn't you say that yeah
1: almost I, I can't think of
2: a better bald
1: yeah can you think of any better baldman
3: i'm trying to think it seems like alan ginsburg lost a lot of his hair toward the end there
2: yeah. Wait, if Ginsburg fought Statham, you know how short that would be. That would be a really <laughs> that would short be, fight. That would be over before it began. It would be like so. this.
1: And That would be the end of it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but what if Ginsburg used the Christ sign? <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: That beats most
2: things, mainly because it makes everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> okay.
1: Music. Music. Org. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go.
2: La.
3: La.
1: Jordan Jesse Co. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, bully detective.
3: Sarah Bell saying hi.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be microphone.
3: labeled. I don't want to be labeled.
2: No, that's fine. It's, you know, we we you have permission to come up with a nickname. I don't want anyone to feel obligated to come up with a nickname.
1: We're also being paid a visit by the Crime Stopper Chopper. I don't no. know if you can hear <laughs> oh, <nice>. that.
3: <laughs> I could be a uh, homebody on the move.
1: Homebody on <laughs> oh, the move that's good. sold. Okay, so. I think we've had a lot of fun here today. Definitely. Um, Certainly, Sarah Val, would she have rather been ordering room service? (laughs) Yes. Was she willing to come here? Yes. And we thank her for it. And uh, here's what what I'd like to do to thank her. Hmm. I'd like to insist that everyone run out to the bookstores. Run. Do not walk. And each listener of Jordan Jesse go by... Two copies. Each one buys two copies of the brand-new paperback of her brand-new book,
2: Assassination
1: (laughs) (laughs) communication.
3: They can walk. Those books have been out a while. They can walk. Okay. They don't need to run.
1: They're not going to run out of them? Uh, There's going to be a rush on them because of the jordan Jesse Go.
3: They keep printing more.
1: Sorry, Sarah. I know we're ruining your whole uh, book tour here by... Basically, we, we've invited you here to railroad you.
3: No, no. I mean, I'm, I've, um, I've been asked quite a num- enough questions about the Massachusetts Bay colonists. It's nice to field other queries about, you know, Jordan's domicile. You
2: know? <laughs> yeah. You, you feel like that's been lacking from your book tour so far. Yeah. No one asks what they think Jordan should put up on his walls.
1: And I have a suggestion. I have one additional suggestion. Let's say you want to hear a lot about the Massachusetts Bay Colony. You know what I think you should do? What? Uh, Go go into your iTunes, Information Tunes, right there on your personal computer.
3: Is that what that stands for?
1: That was good. (laughs) That's one of those magic moments we okay. have every so often, uh, <laughs> um
3: uh, anyway, you're at itunes yes uh
1: you go into your iTunes, you uh go to the san Diego America, Sarah was on what six nine months ago, nine months ago maybe when did your when did your a year, uh, a, year? a year ago we talked a lot about the Massachusetts mm-hmm. bay colony
3: right we did
1: okay, good i thought you were you were saying that to me like I was lying or something no,
3: no, I concur.
1: Okay so you can learn a lot about the Massachusetts Bay Colony
3: or well, you could just while and you're then, there you could just buy the audio book of the book Oh yes. Yeah, sir yeah, yeah
2: I I uh I've uh, ingested all your books via audiobook oh really um uh usually have very good guest
1: stars
3: that's true
1: play the part i like is to that... put on a show yeah is there any it... good guest stars this time around
3: let's see um yeah i have t-bone burnett reading from moby dick
1: that's Nice. Pretty i good. have
3: um john slattery from Mad Men as the voice of jfk <gasps>
1: wow. He is... oh, wow that's
3: good casting he was good good um, did casting. you get to touch him Peter Dinklage this is Roger Williams. Man.
1: Oh, God. This is a very handsome lineup so far. Katherine
3: Keener is Anne Hutchinson. Oh, you
1: yeah. got Katherine Keener? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have such a crush on Katherine Keener. She touched my shoulder once. Ah, oh, jeez Louise. Don't remember what it felt like. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like this, boyoing.
3: Well, she can get kicked out of Massachusetts like nobody's business.
1: Oh my wow. goodness! Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever need any podcasters to guest, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: if you want, want to add that cachet that only a couple of podcasters can
1: bring to an audio book, <laughs> the world of internet marginalia. Yeah. <laughs> The You're world a- of dumb assholes.
3: You're hired.
1: Thanks. <laughs> okay, Maximum Fun, um, MaxFunCon.com if you want to learn about MaxFunCon. Uh, Tapatico.com slash MaxFun if you want to buy one of our sweet new polo shirts or something. Uh, Sarah Vowell doesn't like the internet, hates the internet. Um, and uh, That's
3: not true. I'm ambivalent. Okay. There, ambivalent towards the internet. Th- that means I have some positive feelings toward it.
1: Enthusiastic mm-hmm. about Creole. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um Jordan, of course, is from uh the great city of New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all. Jambalaya. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next time on Jordan and Jesse Gow.
3: Bye, thanks.
0: Oh <laughs>